Hello, 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 and welcome to Discussions by Drea. It's me. Did you miss me? I know at least one person did, and this episode is dedicated to him. <laughs> this episode is dedicated to my great uncle. Well, he's not a great uncle, but he's a, an amazing uncle, my uncle Leroy. This segment is for you. Are you ready? Okay, let's go. Okay, so this particular episode is titled, What's Your Sentence? Are you guilty as charged or did you volunteer? And I'll explain all of that. So I've been watching this show. And of course, as I say, I'm always late to the party. This show was years old. It's called 60 Days In. And people are volunteering, normal, regular people. I shouldn't say normal. We talked about that in church today. But regular people are volunteering to go inside a jail, a county jail, not prison, but a county jail, to essentially snitch on the people that are there. And they're talking about how drugs get in, um, gangs, the lack of control that the guards have over the inmates and things of this nature. So I want to start out one by saying if I ever go to jail, y'all need to come and get me because a sister is not going to make it. Again, this is just county jail. They're in Fulton County right now, which is in Atlanta. Not that I ever plan to go to Atlanta to live, but certainly not to go to jail. It's awful. But as I'm watching this show, because as with all of my episodes, I liken it into my life and how I see things from the perspective of either the inmates or the people that are in jail, as this is the particular situation. So... I realized that even though these people have volunteered to go into these situations, that everybody in jail is not a monster. Everybody in jail is not necessarily a bad person. We all get caught up in things, situations, circumstances, and a lot of it, we get caught up in our own mess, our own ways. And there's been particular people on these episodes that have caused me to think. And one of the situations dealt with mental health. There are a lot of people in jail that are, they have mental issues. Jail is not a place for someone with mental issues. 
people there because jail is their way of life. That's comforting to them versus being outside. And then there are people there that just don't care. They don't care about themselves. They don't care about you. They don't care about me. And again, it's a way of life for them. So I began to think the parallel is how many of us have imprisoned ourselves? And what I mean by that, we put ourselves in prisons, in our minds, in our thoughts, in the way we live, in the way we do things based on circumstances, situations, emotions, mental statuses. I'll give you an example. So, and of course, I'm just talking about me because, you know, nobody else deals with this, right? (laughs) So I, I thought about the mental health piece where I, unbeknownst to me, severely depressed since 1979 (laughs) when my father died and it wasn't until I was much older that it all made sense but until I went and talked to somebody about it I was prisoner I, I was my own prison I was my own prison guard and my own prisoner of my mental health situation, my mental state. I was depressed. I didn't know it. I knew something was wrong, but I didn't know what it was. I was depressed. I had suicidal thoughts. Um, and even knowing to some degree, and I was in my early 20s, so there were other things going on, marriages, children. But I allowed myself to be held prisoner in that. And when I say I allowed myself, it's because I worked for the government. I worked for the federal government at that time. And there were programs that were in place for people that felt like things were going on, things were going wrong. There were situations that needed to be handled in your life that were out of your control. And in thinking about that now, I made a conscious effort not to utilize what was there. And I can admit that because it's true. There were um, employee assistance programs, EAPs. And I knew about them, but either didn't care enough to go and see about it or figured, no, I don't need that because I'm not that bad or just total ignorance. I don't know. But in thinking of all of that and all that I've been through since 11 when my father died to today at 53, I was a prisoner in my own head, in my own life, in my own heart, dealing with not just emotional issues. I was sexually abused. So 
I was held prisoner by that. There were prisoners in the jails that also talked about how they were abused and how being in jail was much safer than being out on the streets because they had been bullied and abused and it was just too much. So being in jail was safer. And I must say that being in jail, myself, my own jail, was safer than taking the steps again to figure out how to not fix what happened, but come to terms with it, make peace with it, forgive myself for it, whatever needed to happen. But instead, I held myself prisoner. And when I say that, I'm not saying that lightly, and I'm not just doing that for the sake of this recording. I mean that. It wasn't until three years ago that I even made the first step in saying anything about my abuse by saying it out loud to another human. And that human was my husband. And once I said that, of course, the jail doors are open and I am free to go. You know, and taking out of it the the processes of going to jail and the bonding out and going to court and all of that doesn't apply in this scenario when talking about being a prisoner of your own stuff. Nonetheless, I had to be my own prisoner advocate, if you will, because I had to state what had happened and then figure out how to deal with what had happened now that I'd made it public. And that, my friends, was not an easy task, but it was necessary. Because once I said it out loud, did the work, I love my therapist, I did the work, I I made the changes and the adjustments that were necessary to make, I was free of that thing. And that allows me to talk about it because I am free of it. However, there are glimpses and there are moments where that prison door swings back open because I know that because of my lack of being forthcoming with that information, it did damage to my marriage. My marriages, as I've had plural. And I can't change that. I can't undo that. But what I can do by staying free of that prison is to go forward with the acknowledgement that yes, that happened, it does not, um, what happened to me does not own me. It does not make me a, a worse person or a lesser than person because of what happened. However, it does allow me the opportunity to stay free in knowing what things you won't have happen again. You will not allow yourself to go into those rabbit holes. 
So that was an interesting perspective in the show and in putting it in real life terms and times. Then there's the prison of shoulda, coulda, woulda. You know, if I had done this, then this wouldn't have happened. Or if I could have did this, then this would be different. And yes, those are realistic things and logical ways of thinking. However, we can't undo the past. We can only strive to be better than we were. So we have to open those prison doors and allow ourselves the grace and the mercy. Not looking for it from other people. So hear me when I say this. Allow ourselves to have grace and mercy with ourselves. To forgive ourselves for the mistakes, for the, the pains and, and anguishes that we've called caused to ourselves and to others. Forgiveness to say, you know, I apologize. I was a jerk when I said that. I know what I said. And I didn't have to say that or I didn't have to say it that way or I misspoke or as I am very prone to do. Knee jerk reaction and then I overreacted and I overthought. So now here I am circling back around to say I'm sorry because I was a jerk. Those are also prisons. (laughs) And I can laugh because, as I said, I'm only talking about me, but these are prisons that I've held myself in. One of my last episodes, I talked about that. And it was a prison of not having a friendship with someone that I I like. And I, I love this person. And our relationship is crazy but he is someone I can call my friend he gets me in all of the prisons that I have he he gets me not saying he has the same prisons but he gets me (laughs) and we have this crazy relationship and due to whatever issues or circumstances that were there I, as I tease, we tease each other. I broke up with him. No, we weren't in a relationship, but I broke up with him. And that prison that I allowed myself to be in for those however many months was hurtful to me. I'm hurting myself by not just saying, you know what? I know whatever happened, happened. And it doesn't matter because you're my friend and I like you and I love you. You're my friend. Let's just, you know, make up and move on. But pride gets in the way and I'm stubborn as heck and all of that. So I allowed myself to be in this prison, missing somebody that was vital to my life. Who does that? Who does that? I do. I did that. (laughs) I did that. So I had to just one day decide, you know what? I I can't. I don't want to stay in this prison because I miss this guy. I miss him. So 
I picked up the phone. However it started, the conversation started. Apologies on both parts, and we move on. Prisons that we don't need to be in, people. (laughs) Some of these prisons can be solved with as much as a I'm sorry or to ask somebody's forgiveness mainly forgiving ourselves and then moving forward let's make a pact today Sunday August whatever day it is because I don't know August the 22nd let's make a pact to release ourselves from any prisons that we are holding ourselves in. Let's do that. Let's do that today. At least start the process. Open those prison doors and be free. Say I'm sorry. Offer the apology, realizing it does not have to be accepted. Offer it. Free yourself. Free your mind. Forgive yourself for the, the, the past misjudgments and misdoings and misdeeds. Forgive yourself. Free yourself from that prison. Know that where you are today is where you are supposed to be. No matter what. No matter how bad things are, life is still good. Because stuff happens. All we can do is be better today than we were yesterday. That's it. Open the prison doors. Release yourself from those invisible boxes that we've put ourselves in. That we've allowed ourselves this little space to be in for all these hours of the day to go over and over and over and over and over that thing, that one thing, that two things, however many things there are that are holding us captive. Let it go. Don't volunteer to go to prison if you don't have to. Don't volunteer to go be locked away to see what? Don't do it. Make the changes. Make the adjustments. Make the amendments. Don't volunteer to go to jail. Because sometimes those sentences are longer than they need to be. I was in jail for a long time. So unnecessarily. I didn't feel I had anybody to talk to. But I did. I didn't feel like I was worthy, but I am. I didn't feel like I was good enough, but I am. And short of burning the prison down, because I'll just rebuild a new one, right? Because we always can find something else to imprison ourselves for. (laughs) Let's just plan to not go. It's not. I mean, we don't even want to walk by the building. 
let's plan to free ourselves. Our sentences should be, we should be exonerated of all charges because we are in control of the prisons that we place ourselves. It's called growth. It's called understanding. It's called support groups. It's called therapy. It's called prayer. It's called being free of anything that would hold you prisoner. Doesn't that sound great? It sounds great to me. I am going to finish watching the show. I have several more seasons, but I know this if I know nothing else. (sighs) That when you love yourself, when you can forgive yourself, when you surround yourself with people that love you and that can talk you down and can make you see things differently, you're not in a prison. You are so free. Because people in jail, they don't have anybody. And when I say that, I mean the people inside the jail, they're all there for the same thing, for something that somebody said that they did or something that they actually did that they're not ashamed of. We have the option to not be there because we have outlets, we have programs, we have people in our lives that can help us not be in jail. Let your sentence be, um, I can't think of the word, but we're all exonerated. We're all free of the charges. Time served, go be free. Okay? Can we can we all touch and agree on that? <laughs> Let's touch and agree that as of this day, August 22nd, we are free. No more jails. No more sentences. Worst case scenario and you feel you don't have anybody, you got me. I got you. If we do nothing but sit on the, on the phone and cry together, or I, I have a plethora of bad jokes. I'm I'm a one lady comedy show. I am. All I need is some material, and I can make a I can make a scenario. <laughs> Let's agree to be free. That's it. That's all. That is today's show. That's it. I love you. Be kind to one another. Be kind to yourself. Stay safe. And until next time, bye-bye.